This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Hope everybody's having a great day on this beautiful day. Uh, today we're going to be joined by Kerry Hammonds. He is the head boys basketball coach at Providence Christian Academy, former Seagull star, former Blue Raider. Kerry, how are you, my man? I'm doing well, Monty. It's basketball season. I'm excited for the year, and it's always a pleasure to be on here. Thanks for having me. Uh, gl- gr- glad to have you. You know, 2020 has been kind of a crappy year for a lot of people, but I know you're blessed in many regards. Um, you recently tied the knot, did you not? I did. I did. Got married September 26th to my best friend, and and so a little bit over a month, or yeah, a little bit over a month in, and everything is going good. Great. I love the married life. Well, congratulations on from. All sports talking myself, for sure, on that regard. You know, I'll tell you what, your name came up yesterday, and uh, I wanted to bug your ear on this a little bit. Um, I was talking to Randy King, you know, the former Oakland coach, and, of course, he was at PCA for a long time. And um, I was actually doing a story on Jamal Hughes, who you played against. And Jamal is the head men's coach at uh, Vermont Tech. Yep. Um, and I guess he he's one of, if not the youngest, head coach in the collegiate ranks, and it is a small school. And we were talking about how many, he was wearing many, many hats. And, um, <laughs> um, you know, and, and you know what it's like just from the collegiate level doing being the director of ops, you know, travel plans and scoutings, what, you know, whatever – goes into that and I said well if anybody knows what Jamal's going through on a day-to-day basis it's got to be Kerry Hammonds and that's true Monty I mean even from my time as a GA before I got my ops position I've I felt like I've just kind of always been willing to do whatever was necessary if that's carrying bags or carrying water bottles or if that's scheduling meals when I was an ops, I, I pride myself on trying to help anybody out that I could. Uh, and so now at PCA, I feel like I'm, I'm wearing a number of different hats, doing a number of different things as well. Uh, but I like to do it. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of different skill sets. And if I can help our school grow in any area, I'm all in about it. And the administration here and my colleagues have allowed me to kind of take on some different things and challenge me. And so it's been fun. And Randy was, uh, he was obviously very complimentary of both you, you young men. And he's like, man, I remember watching them in middle school and I was like, he's like, I knew they were going to be special ball players. And it's funny when Jamal, Moved in from Atlanta, uh, he moved, he came to Seagull Middle, and we were always so competitive. Every time we'd go outside, we'd go straight to the basketball goal, and we were playing one on one. And then when basketball season came, I mean, we were we were the best of friends. We were just so competitive on and off the court, everything we did. And so it was kind of it was kind of sad when we went to high school, and I went to Seagull, and we went to Oakland, and we we're these good friends, but got to go against each other as rivals. For four years, 
And, you know, you looking back at those days, um, and we are going to get to your team, but I do want to do a little trip down memory lane here. Um, that's what made the Siegel-Oakland rivalry so unique, uh, so fun to watch for fans because everybody knew you knew the, knew each other. Everybody knew for the most part. Everybody liked each other. But there's, <laughs> some, but there's something about when you play against your buddy, your bro, well, the last thing you want to do is lose to him. <laughs> exactly. You you want to have those bragging rights all all summer long going into that next season. And I mean, money right. All of us knew each other, had kind of grown up in Murfreesboro, had played together. A lot of us played AAU together, uh, played at Sports Common Patterson all the time, and even hung out, even hung out before basketball season with each other. It's just one of those things where, hey, they got a different color jersey on than we do. So during this 30-minute game, we're trying to win. And I tell you what, for people that saw it, uh, I know they don't take take it for granted because uh, those were some special times, some very special games, uh, and they were played in a, an immensely high level. I mean, it was like a state tournament game every night y'all played each other. Every time I remember playing, Monty, it feels like it was it was standing room only. And that was every seat, the top deck of, of Oakland and Siegel. It felt like people were standing all around on the walls. People were sitting in the, the stair walkway in the bleachers. And like you said, I mean, there, it was two very good, well-coached teams that had very good players. And the student sections were unbelievable as well. It, it felt like at every level of that game, it was just intense and everybody wanted to be a part of it. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then, of course, you went on to play at MTSU. Um, and, you know, I don't think I've ever really talked to you a whole lot about this. Uh, did what Was that a tough decision? Did you – Think about going elsewhere. I mean, obviously, your dad was a great player here. You had the the the, the legacy there with your dad. Did, what ultimately led you going to middle? It's funny you ask, uh, Monty. Really, growing up all my life, being a Murfreesboro kid and hearing about my dad at middle, I was always saying, I'm not going to MTSU. I'm not going to MTSU. Nothing against MTSU or the coaching staff there. I just – didn't think I was going to go. I wanted to kind of make my own uh, legacy. And going through the recruiting process through, throughout middle school, high school, Coach Davis was the first one to offer me. He offered me in, in middle school. He offered me a scholarship. And he and Belmont were kind of the ones that were on me the hardest. Uh, they didn't waver when I had some injuries like some SEC schools did. So when it came time for me to make a decision, it was really down to Belmont and MTSU. And at the end of the day, I felt like I just had a, a great relationship with Coach Davis and the staff, uh, Wynn Case and Al Pinkins, who's now at, at Florida. I just felt like it was the, the right fit for me, and I'm glad I did. I got plenty of rings out the deal, uh, and I've got to experience some amazing things, and – I don't think without going there, I don't think that I'm the coach that I am today. So God had a plan for me, and, and, and it worked out. Well, you you certainly played under a great staff, and you got you got your your feet wet in the coaching um, ranks, uh, working with that staff. And boy, you know, I mean, Coach Davis's knowledge of the game. Um, if if you've had the anytime you had an opportunity, I love talking college basketball with him just in general i mean it could be talking about the blue raiders or it could be talking about dayton and he boy he knows it all he, he's just so entrenched in in his love for basketball and he's been so many places knows so many coaches seen so many so much basketball in different scenarios that i mean if you just get to sit down and talk to him you, you'll just learn so much and that's why I'm, I was just extremely fortunate to play for him and work for him and see kind of the day-to-day grind and how he is as successful as he is. 
you have a favorite game when you played it metal? I've got two. I've actually I've got three favorite games. Uh, favorite one probably was us beating UT at UT. That was that was a phone. It was I think it was the quarterfinals maybe of the the NIT and we went to Knoxville and, and beat that team, which was a pretty good team. Uh, so that was that was probably my most memorable. What do you have? All right, M- mine was you got tw- you had twenty seven against uh, North Texas. That was kind of like a breakout game for you. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The one was the steal and layup against Vanderbilt. My favorite, just because um, the guy was fun to watch, but when you hit the you hit the little fresh J on the baseline over the kid from Ole Miss. I can't remember him, you know. the Marshall Henderson. Yes, Marshall Henderson. That That's probably my favorite one because, you know. That was a fun night. You know, you was what, wasn't often you get a SEC team in your gym, you know. Exactly. Back then, and uh, uh, that that was a fun one too. So. Uh. And, and the Murphy Center was, was rocking. It was a, a good game, high-level game, and – we were able to kind of make some plays at the end to to bring it out. And ironically, Marshall is actually a, a GA for Kermit at Ole Miss currently. Oh, is he really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Well, he was a special talent. He was. He sure he was. was. A great ball player. All right, we've gone down memory lane with uh, Kerry Hammonds. He is the uh, boys basketball coach at Providence Christian Academy. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about his team. McCabe Vision Center. Just received one of the high-tech lenses for cataract problems. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Tell us what your vision was like before the surgery. My vision at night was really terrible. It's when a car came from the opposite direction. I was pretty much blinded, me, and how happy I am with the lenses. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive. Now's the time to start teaching good financial habits to your children, and we're here to help. Hi, I'm Nancy with Heritage South Community Credit Union. Our chipmunk and squirrel saver accounts help your child learn how to save and reward them for regular deposits or good grades. Our team cash accounts help your team learn to manage their money wisely and have options to build their credit. To learn more, visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, insured by the NCUA. Parks Auction. We handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi, I'm there. Do I have a hi now? Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615 615- 893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Thursday night, we're going to talk all about our local upcoming high school football games. Plus, take a look at college football. Got a lot to talk about there. Titans and whatever else we can think about to talk about. That's on Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Thursday night, 6 o'clock, right after all sports talk, each and every Thursday night through football season. On Friday night, State Farm Prep Football. As we head to Oakland, the Patriots host the Mount Juliet Golden Bears in round two of the TSSAA playoffs. Pre-game at 6.30 and kickoff at 7 o'clock. Plus, we'll have some reports from the Riverdale-Hendersonville game and keep you updated on MTCS at USJ. Saturday morning, Prentice Alsop Heating and Air 
Coach's Corner begins at 8 o'clock. It's followed by MTCS Cougar Corner, a short show this week as we have Middle Tennessee football at Marshall beginning at 9.30. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. Kerry Hammonds, the head boys basketball coach at PCA, join us. All right, Kerry, you're entering year two. What's different um, this year versus last year uh, in your eyes about your team? Well, one is uh, the, the level of experience of my guys. Uh, when I took over last year, I had a team full of guys that played in an all-JV schedule the year before. And so for us to get a year of varsity, scheduling varsity games, to see the speed, the physicality, and what goes into actually trying to win at the varsity level for a full year, that is huge on the experience front. And then, two, uh, our bodies. Um got in and we really emphasized and really put a lot of stock into the weight room. And our strength and conditioning coach, Will Santee and, and Mike Jones, have done an unbelievable job with my guys. They lifted four times a week all off season, And I've really seen changes in their body and in their confidence when it gets to the floor. And, and so those are probably the two biggest, things that will be different by our team. We'll be able to make more shots just because of the work the guys have put in in the offseason. And I've really started to see the, the interest and the passion in the game. Beforehand, it was like guys, it was a social club when it came to basketball. Guys just wanted to be on the basketball team to be around them friends. And now guys are coming to practice and coming to the weight room every day with the real intentionality about what can they do to be the best that they can be. And how can they help our team be the best that we can be? And so I'm excited. Uh, we still have a lot of work to do, but I'm very excited to see the, the progress that we've made over this past year. Now you, uh, as, a, as a coach, you know, obviously your first year you learn a lot. You learn about your team. You learn about opponents. What do you learn about yourself? How are you, are you different in any regard from where you were a year ago? Uh, I, w- I would say I'm a little bit more patient and understanding. I, I came in the in the door. One, I wanted to kind of set the tone because I'm a younger coach, and I wanted to de- demand respect uh, from the outset. And so I think that I'm a little bit more laid back, a little more understanding when it comes to things. But, I mean, I, I still love to hold my guys accountable in every aspect from – uh, being on time to dressing the right way when it comes to being in school, to staying on their academics. Uh, but the biggest the biggest change is probably just my my demeanor. I'm a little bit more laid back than I was this time last year. And, and you know, Kerry, a lot of um, great former players, you were a great basketball player. They don't always transcend over to be a, uh, to be a good coach. I mean, like – and it, it, that's in any sport. I mean, Ted Williams, one of the greatest baseball players ever, was not that good of a manager because he just didn't understand why everybody couldn't hit 300 every year. <laughs> but in 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 your case, though, um, from the people I've talked to, um, they they say you have a you you do have kind of a laid back demeanor, but at the same time, uh, you, you do hold people accountable. So um, your philosophy, um, where does that come from, from from different people you played under to a little bit of just your own beliefs? Is it a little bit of everything? Uh, I think as a coach, you're always taking stuff from the coaches that you've been coached by. And and so I think that I have a little bit of, of current in me, a little bit of Ben Dodson in me, uh, and then a little bit of myself. And I like I want my guys to, to know that I care about them and I love them as a person. And that when we get on the court, I'm just trying to coach you to be the best you can be. I had a conversation with our guys, I think it was yesterday after practice, and I said, hey, 
none of this is personal, guys. I just want you to be the best you can be so our team can be the best. And once we get out of here, I'm not holding any grudges. I'm still going to laugh and joke around with you. But these two hours that we are practicing, we're trying to get things done. And I won't, I can't be a good coach if I'm letting you do whatever you want to do. And so that's just kind of it, part of it. Hold them accountable, but still showing those guys that I really love them as young men that they are. And, you know, when you, that's interesting you bring that up and talking about practice because Kermit is such a practice guy. I mean, you know, and I talked to him one day and he, and he goes, we lost today. And I said, what do you mean you lost? He goes, we lost today. He goes, we had a horrible practice. Um, and those practices are there, um, particularly this time of year before you play, they're so critical because once you get into your season and you're playing, particularly you guys, a lot of times you play three district games a week. Um, you can't wear them down in practice and expect, you know, those two days you're off, you can't go out and kill them. <laughs> so, I mean, the practices are – they're they're so vital, and he's right. You have a bad practice, you lost the day. Yeah, because you're you're going against the the teams that are on your schedule, and you, when you have a bad practice, you're just hoping that the teams you're going to play have one as well. Like you said, the, these practices, especially now, since we only have two weeks before we start playing, these, this is vital for you to get all your stuff in, get all your principles in, play calls. And you can trickle in some of that stuff throughout the, the year, but this is really the time where you can really go hard. You can go for a little bit longer period of time before you really start playing two, three games a week. And then it's just kind of more on the mental side and maintaining what has been taught and what has been developed these first two weeks. And, you know, it's funny, uh, kind of a two-part deal, or the first part, how many times do you hear coaches say, yeah, we played like we practiced tonight. <laughs> it's amazing how it correlates. It, it is amazing. And as a coach, you understand it, but I didn't as a player. And so I understand where my players are, but as you still have to try to, to get them to believe that you develop these habits in practice. Winning is just the outcome of the process that has been put forth beforehand. You can't come in every day and do the wrong things and then expect for it to just turn on in the game. It doesn't work that way. you got to be very intentional and do the right things over and over and over. So in the game, it's second nature. And another interesting part, too, I've had coaches say, X player frustrates, frustrates the crap out of me. He goes, he doesn't practice worth a crap. He goes, but when the lights are on, he comes out and delivers every, you know, Thursday and Saturday night. There are guys like that. There, there definitely are. And the tough part is when guys don't show up every day to practice and really bring it, it's hard for those good players to become leaders because those guys are in the locker room with them. They see – what he does every day in practice, and it, it's hard for him to be able to hold other guys accountable because his peers see the way that he approaches the game. Back on the memory lane a little bit, is there a player in from high school or college that you played against that was just – you're like, man, that guy is so unbelievably good – but more important, he's as competitive a guy as I've ever gone up against. Uh, when we played Florida, we played Kenny Boyton, and he was an outstanding player, and he just wasn't going to let his team lose. We had a good team that year, and we we played them, and they, they really – I think they beat us 20 just because he kind of willed them – to win, doing everything that his team needed them to do, from scoring to rebounding to defending, and so he would probably be the one on the on the top of the list. And you know, some guys have that, and some guys don't. You can't coach that, can you? 
you can't. I mean, you can try to do all the drills you want to get a little competitiveness and a little toughness, but at the end of the day, you, you can't change a player's heart. And, and that's where that is, just a will and the heart to do whatever it takes to, to will his team to victory. We're joined today by Kerry Hammonds, uh, talking some basketball with the head boys basketball coach at PCA. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Brew, here's what you've been missing. I tip my cap to you, sir. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Speaking of tipping our cat, tip our cap to her. The Wake Up Brew. (laughs) Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Watching traffic increase quite a bit now on 24, coming over from Nashville as you come out of Davidson County into Rutherford County. It's just busy out here where you would expect up and down Middle Tennessee Boulevard. 41 between Laverne and Smyrna's got quite a bit of traffic as well. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Nikisha Tate, the Tate team. You, they will assist you with all your real estate needs. Call now, 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Hey folks, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSRadio.com. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider basketball tickets. We're just under two weeks away from uh, opening day for the 2021 season. Matter of fact, yesterday would have been, uh, yesterday was two weeks away as Middle Tennessee's men will be traveling down to Fort Myers to play in the Gulf Coast Showcase while the Lady Raiders will be at home two weeks from yesterday to take on the University of Louisville. This week has been a week of season ticket holders uh, being able to select their seats with the limited capacity at Murphy Center. Conference USA presidents voted that 15% capacity uh, was going to be the limit, which meant 1,725 would be allowed uh, at most at any Blue Raider basketball game, men or women, for the uh, upcoming season, at least for the time being. Some news coming out of other schools around the area that uh, we know of. 
to kind of give you an idea where does that fall in. East Tennessee State, they have two different uh, arenas they play in. One is called Brooks Gym. The other is Freedom Hall uh, Civic Center there in Johnson City. And they have capped it at, tw- at 10%, which means 248 at Brooks Gym and uh, 618 at Freedom Hall. Marshall, where the Blue Raiders are playing football this weekend, they uh, play at the Cam Henderson Center. They have set their limit at 1,300 fans this uh, this year. Wisconsin, uh, their basketball program, they announced today they will play with zero fans for the time being. So there's all kinds of... Uh, uh, there's all kinds of you know different numbers out there depending on what conference you're in, what state you're in, and uh, all of the things that go along with that. All right, let's go to the signings. Yesterday marked the beginning of the early signing period. Women's basketball signed three players: Gracie Dodgen, a five foot ten guard at White County High School in Sparta; Jalen Gregory, a five foot eight guard at Macon County High School in Lafayette; and Amia Payne, a six foot guard from Hewitt Trustful High School in Pinson, Alabama. Little note about her, she is the only ESPN top 100 player to sign with any Conference USA school. So it looks like an outstanding signing class. There's uh, all the details on all of those young ladies on GoBlueRaiders.com. Now to women's golf, the addition of Kentucky prep standout Abby Lee to the new uh, to the Blue Raider program was announced by head coach Chris Adams. Lee hails from Glasgow, Kentucky, attended Glasgow High School, where she earned seven varsity letters in golf and seven more in swimming with the Scotties. Let's turn to softball. Here are the signees. Uh, Anya, uh, uh, Anise uh, Harvey, uh, an outfielder and utility player from Trustville, Alabama, Hewitt Trustville High School, kind of a, has a familiar ring to it. She's five foot eleven. Uh, Abby Shoulders, who is a middle infielder and utility player, five foot two from Macon County High School in Lafayette. Uh, Claire Woods from Lawrenceburg played at Summertown High School. She's a pitcher, five foot eight, and also uh, one other. It's uh, Claire Zajowski of Siegel High School here in Murfreesboro. She is a five foot seven infielder. So congratulations to all of them. Again, all of the bios are located on GoBlueRaiders.com. And uh, we mentioned this yesterday. We'll give it to you again. Women's volleyball signed two players: uh, Corinne Meyer, who is a six foot outside hitter from Dubuque, Iowa; Hempstead. High School and Melissa Torrey, a six foot middle blocker from Istanbul, Turkey. They are the two that uh, Coach Chuck Crawford has added to the volleyball roster. So that's it for this afternoon. We'll have a game preview of Middle Tennessee and Marshall coming up tomorrow, right here. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall. Shop where the dealer shop. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamont Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by PCA Boys basketball coach Kerry Hammonds. All right, Carrie, kind of introduce us to your team uh, um, virtually radio-wise today. Tell us about some of the guys you're going to be leaning on this year. Uh, well, first off, it will be our point guard, Max McMurray. Uh, Max was our, our leading scorer last year. 
and he's really put in a lot of work over the offseason. Uh, his body, getting shots up, calling me all day, trying to get in the gym two, three times a day, and I really expect him to see the fruits of his labor this year. He's kind of been a, a leader. Uh, and then we have Anderson Riddell, who's really put on probably 10, 15 pounds of muscle, or has really developed as a, a ball handler and able to get to the rim and, and finish. And, and then we got Eli Wilson, who, who probably our best defender. Uh, Eli also put in a lot of work over the offseason to develop a little three-point shot. And so we'll be leaning on him in that aspect and as a leader. Um, all those guys are juniors. Our four-man, Carson Posh, uh, who was a running back for the football team, has a real knack to get in the paint, uh, jump up and make a little 15-footer, but also can get to the paint and finish as well. And then our, our big, who probably made the most improvement over the course of last season from start to finish, Ken Walker. Uh, Kenny, he's really put in a lot of time in the gym, has developed a little 15, 7-foot jumper. Uh, he's getting more comfortable around the basket scoring and has a, real, has a real idea what we're trying to do defensively, which will really help him uh, in his minutes. Uh, then we got a couple guys off the bench, some young players, young sophomores that will come in as, as guards, Will Weingard and Eli McFarland, who played a lot for us last year. And so I'm, I'm really excited about our team. We're, we're light years ahead where we were last year at this time, and so that's exciting. Uh, the guys are excited to get to playing, and so I'm, I'm ready for Tuesday. Is there anything you can do? Are there things you can do from an offensive and defensive perspective that you'll be able to do this year that you probably couldn't have done last year or you just weren't gifted enough to do last year? Oh yes, for sure. I don't. We won't have to call as many sets as we did last year. Uh, last year we just had to do it to try to get a quality shot. But now, having a year under our belt, we were able to do our motion offense, and I kind of have confidence in guys to be able to make the right play, uh, right read, and us get a quality shot. And so that'll be one thing that we won't have to lean on as much as far as play calls. Now, did, did your did your guys? I know with COVID, it's been kind of crazy for everybody. Were they able to play any travel ball, AAU type of ball? If so, did they play on different teams? Did they play on the same team? How did that work in the off season? My my guys were not able to play any any travel ball, but I had a few that played in in some summer leagues. I know there was, there was one, and then Smyrna and one and Franklin that I had a few guys play in. And also, when we were able to get in the gym, we, we played pickup almost every day. And we would call. Uh, I got a buddy of mine that trains kids in Murfreesboro, and I would let him know, and he would invite those kids over to PCA. And so we were able to get a lot of pickup games in, so that is a plus. Because I know that is um, – so really your guys, you, you kind of relied on them – to do a lot of things on their own. And really, I mean, you'll hear coaches say that a lot. Uh, uh, a, a player makes himself a better player on his own uh, during during the offseason. Oh, of course. I mean, the offseason, that's, that's when you develop your game. That's when you're able to work on things that you want to introduce in the season coming forward. Uh, it's hard to do those things in practice. And so your individual skill development, skill workouts are huge. And that's why I really commend Max McMurray because he, he came in every single day, two, three times a day, and just worked on his game. He wasn't happy with the way he played. Uh, he wasn't happy with the outcomes of, of our games. And so he decided that he was really going to – buckle down and try to be the best player that he could over the summer, and you can tell a difference in his game for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you um, – I know a lot of coaches do this at the collegiate level. I don't know how much at the uh, prep level. Uh, when your season's over, do you have, like, quote, individual exit interviews with your players, say, 
this is what you need to work on. I, I'd like to see you shoot this many three-pointers. I'd like to see you do this. Do you kind of give them a guide to, to, to use what to work on in the offseason? Yes. We, we have individual meetings with all our guys uh, in, like, the last week, two weeks, or the week after, two weeks after we finish. And it is all about how do they think their season went, how do they like their role, and what do they see their role being next year. And then I'll ask them what do they think their strengths were, and I'll tell them what I think their, their strengths are and what – do they need to do and what we would like to see them do moving forward to improve so they can be a better player, but also so we can be a better team. Um, and so that could be you need to work on your foot speed. You need to lose 10 pounds. You need to put on a little bit more muscle. You need to be able to make a 15-footer or a corner three. All these things, we got to be really transparent with the guys about what we're expecting of them. So in the off season, when they have this time, they're able to really hone in on certain skills that will translate to helping our team. Do um do your guys play other sports? I have I got three guys that play football, and then I got a handful that play baseball, a couple soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, I read an article um, last year that. Um, said kids that play more than one sport are 66% less likely to suffer uh, an injury, you know, a serious injury. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I ask. And plus, being a small school, I figured most of your guys did. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, the numbers we have right now, uh, a lot of guys got to play a lot of things, which is good. I mean, it's able to build a little – camaraderie within the school with with the guys groups because they are playing so many sports with their peers and it just makes them closer all righty we're joined today by carrie hammonds uh the head boys basketball coach at pca we'll take our final break and be right back It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. Watching traffic increase quite a bit now on 24, coming over from Nashville as you come out of Davidson County into Rutherford County. It's just busy out here where you would expect up and down Middle Tennessee Boulevard. 41 between Laverne and Smyrna's got quite a bit of traffic as well. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Nikisha Tate, the Tate team. You, they will assist you with all your real estate needs. Call now, 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Discover the difference at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Talking hoops today with Kerry Hammonds, the boys' basketball coach at PCA. Kerry, um, in terms of um, this season, uh, last year you mentioned when you took over they played a JV schedule. Uh, the year before, so these guys were young. They kind of got thrown to the wolves. Um, talk about what your expectations are this year. Uh, as far as wins and loss, I don't really have an, an expectation. 
Um, I just expect us to be a lot more improved, a lot more physical, a lot more tough, and we'll have a, a lot better chance to make the open shots that we, we didn't make last year. Um, guys will be able to follow the game plan a little more. They'll, they'll really have a better idea what we're doing defensively and offensively. And so all that in turn will be able to make us more successful on the court. But I, I'm not going to measure it in, in wins and losses uh, because I know that there's a lot of times you can do all the things right and still lose a game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just looking for the progression to keep going throughout this season. And if that happens, then the, the wins will come. Well, and, you know, let's face it, you play in a very good league. And with that in mind, talk about your league um, teams that you expect to be at the top. I know you almost always talk about CPA every year. And, and CPA, I think they have a, a great chance to probably win state with the, the returners that they have and just how good their team was last year and coming into this year. Uh, so I would say they have to be one or two. I know Webb will have some – some some good players. I know. I think Evan Urser is over there, and he's a, a really good guard. Probably go play college ball after this. Uh, and they're always well coached by Jeff. And so those two really come to the, to my mind. Uh, I think Middle Tennessee Christian will be solid uh, as far and FRA Franklin Road Academy. John Pierce does a great job over there, and they're always well coached and at the top of the league as well. Uh, but after that, I think it's kind of wide open, and so I'm excited to to get started and see what our guys do when it comes to conference play. Uh, we finished last this past season, and so we got that taste in our mouth, and I hope that that drives and fuels our guys going into this season. And one thing about CPA, the last year you'll be facing them in terms of them being in your league. I know they're, they're actually moving up uh, starting the following year. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. And – I mean, I would still like to play CPA after after they move up just because I know they'll be well coached and they'll have good players. Uh, but I was telling one of our one of my coaches when I heard that CPA was moving up and I just said that that those that was probably the only school when I went around our league and I just said those guys are, are way ahead of us. Just in from facilities to what they're doing on their social media, the number of kids that they had on their teams, it just seemed like they were light years away from where we are right now. Uh, so I think them moving up will be good for our league. They'll have a little bit of bit more parity, uh, more competition, and so I'm I'm excited to see our league in the future. All right, let's talk about your schedule. You said you start Tuesday. Who do you have? We got Franklin Classical Tuesday for the Hall of Fame week, and then we'll play Ezell Harding that Friday. Oh, so you're right into your um, uh, district play on Friday night, then, huh? They're they're in our region. Region, not yeah. In our, not in our district yet. They are going to take CPA's spot next year, so they will be a district opponent. Well, you don't waste any time, then, do you? <laughs> hey. We got we got to play some games, Monty. We're excited. We're we're gonna test our guys. We'll play Riverdale this year. We'll play Laverne. We'll play Station Camp. We're gonna play Baylor out of Chattanooga, uh, and so our guys are gonna be tested on a nightly basis, which I think in turn will make us a lot better and get us ready for district play. Well, that'll certainly do it <laughs> for sure with well, with that schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, um, you mentioned uh, testing. Um, you know, I guess it's a, with basketball coming up, we've seen spikes in football. We see a lot of canceled games this week. Uh, I know you're just knocking on wood, hoping and praying that uh, you're, you're able to get that season in. Yeah, uh, we're hoping, Monty. I tell my guys, at the end of the day, all we can control is what we control. Uh, we can't worry about what's on the outside. We have to come to practice and worry about getting prepared to play our next game, worry about getting better. And throughout all that, as long as we're doing the COVID protocols that we're supposed to do and we're being safe, uh, the chips are going to fall where they may. And 
hopefully we get to play. I know these guys have put in a lot of work, and they're really excited to to showcase what they've done. And so I'm, I'm hoping we get there. But if we don't, it won't be because we didn't do the right things. And that's why I try to preach to, to my guys. Well, Kerry, we've enjoyed having you on the show. It's always fun to talk hoops with you, whether it's high school, college, whatever. But this is the most important question I'm going to ask you in today's interview. Are you ready for sure. it? What you got? I know you helped out with the golf program this year. Has uh-huh. Phil, has, has Philip Pettit improved your golf game any? Philip Pettit has definitely improved my golf game. All right. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to give him a shout out too because his kids had a great y'all's kids had a great year. Uh, uh, this season, but I did want to make sure you were working on your game a little bit. Uh, my my golf season is is over officially now since basketball has started. But this past year with with coaching with Philip has been amazing. Uh, we had two girls, Isabella Johnson and Caroline Pardue, who are young and got to state and took us on a ride. And so the future is tremendously bright for those two girls. All right, Coach. Great talking to you. Hey, good luck to you guys next Tuesday night. Hey, thanks, Monty. Thanks for having me. That's Kerry Hammonds joining us today. That'll do it for today. The coach tomorrow, Preston O'Neill, joins me. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Cancel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. A lawyer specializing in elections may not have been the career of choice years ago, but it's easy to see a bigger interest in it now. And the demand for legal expertise surrounding voting, elections, and campaign contributions should be on the rise in the coming years. Law as a Career offers many options to get involved in virtually any issue or industry. It's easy to think of law as either litigation or corporate, Perry Mason or the company boardroom. But among the 1.3 million lawyers across the country, most of them do neither one. If you're interested in helping older people navigate their unique legal issues, you can develop a